0: Welcome to Oilfield Talk. My name is Trey Falk, and I'm host of Oilfield Talk podcast. We want to speak with workers from all other aspects of the oil and gas industry and allow them, the outlet, to tell some crazy, amazing stories you just wouldn't believe are true. Not just the Wildcats, the drillers, the Roughnecks, the Roustabouts, but the land-based, offshore drilling operations, service companies, vendors, third-party personnel, production, transportation, all aspects of the industry that provide expertise throughout the oil field industry. But each of these have many, many hilarious stories to share about their time in the oil patch. I have no doubt that we will be able to share entertaining stories or tell tall tales that anyone who works in the industry will appreciate and get a hearty laugh while listening. But this is also gonna be a family podcast. We'll be able to invite our families at home to listen Although they won't believe half the stories we share, they may have a couple of dozen questions. Maybe it will give them and everyone a greater appreciation of the jobs we have in the oil field and why we enjoy our oil field family for half a year. So please, take an hour or so out of your day, give a listen to the Oil Field Talk podcast. Hope you enjoy the stories as much as I enjoy bringing them to you. After 10 days on the road and 2,700 miles, Oilfield Talk had a grand adventure out to Hobbs, New Mexico, and the West Texas oil patch. All thanks to Miss Monica and the New Mexico Junior College Oil and Gas Workforce Development. She invited me to come out and observe a lease pumper course that they put on, something that I had never heard of and was fascinated by. Once I got in there, I was able to sit in at the back of the room while they were teaching the course and observe not just the material, but the instructors and the students. I had a few conversations with the instructors, including Mr. Kelly Tooker, the director of oil and gas technology and workforce development at New Mexico Junior College. The oil and gas technology department is his creation. He was brought in about 10 years ago to create this course to help support the oil and gas industry, and he's done an outstanding job. He's put together a great team of instructors who work well together and put on a dynamic training course for adult training in the oil field. They have courses like oil and gas training, lease pumper training, Basin United, which is the fundamental safety orientation and leadership training, and an introduction to oil and gas industry. They have a well control course, math for the oil field, crude oil economics, surface separation and production equipment, drone training, and a course called Pump It Forward, Share in Success. What great courses to help support the oil and gas industry, which makes Lee County in Southeast New Mexico the highest producing county in the country. Over a million barrels a day are produced in that single county. They have a robust oil and gas industry, not only in Lee County, but the surrounding Permian Basin, which stretches from New Mexico down through West Texas. There are a lot of companies out there that require some of these courses for employment, or they send employees to these courses because they trust the knowledge that's coming out of the oil and gas technologies department at New Mexico Junior College. Anyone out there, especially in West Texas or in New Mexico, that's interested in getting into the oil field, definitely needs to take a look at the courses available at New Mexico Junior College. In the comments of this episode, I'm going to include links to their website, descriptions of their courses, and telephone numbers to contact them if you'd like more information. I've been to a lot of courses around the world, sat through a lot of classes where they just use PowerPoints. You can tell the instructor's just there to take a paycheck. This class is truly different. Each instructor, you can tell, is passionate about the information they're trying to teach and making sure that the students grasp the knowledge. They'll take the time, explain it a different way if needed, making sure that these students not only pass the course, but that they gain the knowledge. And better yet, These instructors support those students when they get in the industry. They're willing to take phone calls, answer questions after you finish the course until you get comfortable with your new job. I'm also going to have a bonus episode, which is going to be just Mr. Don Harmon, who's an adjunct instructor on the oil and gas technologies. He allowed me to mic him up when he went down to their well site with the lease pumper students, complete with a wellhead a pumper, a complete oil and gas battery, which they'll explain. This is the real hands-on training that these students receive. They get to actually touch the equipment and learn how to do the job, not just by reading a book, not just by watching a film, but by doing it with the instructors, showing them every step of the way. Don does an outstanding job. You can tell he's passionate about his job. He's full of stories. That's a good way to get adults to learn. As a student, when you can tell that the teacher truly cares, you're a lot more likely to pay attention and respect that instructor's time to teach you what they're trying to give you. The bonus episode is just the field day. It's just the time down on the field. You're just going to hear the instructor teaching the course, teaching the information. I'm not asking questions. I did leave a microphone down there that the students could hand around. Hopefully, we'll get both sides of the conversation, but definitely we'll get Don's instruction. If you go to the website or the Facebook page, I'm going to have a lot of pictures from that site so that you'll just have a visual image of what they were doing, where they were, and the atmosphere itself. One thing I love about living out here, there's several things I love. I love
1: the weather. And one reason is we have 300 days of sunshine. (laughs) I love that. But when it does snow, it melts the next day. So you get to enjoy the snow, but you don't have to deal with
0: it. I believe that would be an advantage. We were talking over at Cable Services about locals. They can't drive on wet ground. They can't drive on snow. And whenever it happens, it wrecks everywhere. Yeah, so.
1: When I first got out of school, I was in a training program. I was in Tulsa, and there were people from all over the country in there. And the ones from Montana, so they they canceled school, and we didn't go to class because it snowed six inches one day. And those Montana guys were freaking out. It's like, dude, it snows the fourth of July where we're it's free. free. They're used to it. And then they figured it out that, yeah, these people around here don't know how to drive.
0: They don't want to be on the road, even if they know how to drive. Yeah. They're going to get in a wreck. Somebody's going to hit them. Yeah. Because they're just not used to it. Good morning, Mr. Kelly Cooker, Director of Oil and Gas Technology at New Mexico Junior College. And good morning, Trey. Good morning, so last week we did a little recording and of course my machine decided to turn off and as my listeners will know that technical difficulties happen I got the beginning of our conversation but I lost the meat of it which was the school and about you know the classes that you're putting on that's what I'd like to re-interview you I've been watching this pumper operator class so we call it lease pumper but it's
1: entry level lease operator training basics and fundamentals to be a lease
0: operator. And a lease operator is the person that goes out and maintains and monitors a well. The oil comes out and it gets treated, stored on location. Is that right? So
1: the lease operator is going to be the person that checks each well in each facility or battery, typically on a daily basis, sometimes with some companies, uh, maybe every other day. But they are responsible for maintaining that, make sure it's operating correctly.
0: And this class is fascinating. I love it. I like the fact that you start people from zero, zero experience and teach them to do this job in the oil field. They have no experience doing. So,
1: yes. So we get a a variety of people in our class. I'm going to say the majority of them have zero experience as a lease operator. Probably half of them in the class have some type of wool field experience, which is good experience because whether you're aroused a about, maybe you're a wool hauler, something else, you've been on leases, you've repaired equipment, you understand what's going on. The other half, you know, we designed the class for the other half. So they may be somebody that works at Walmart. <laughs> they may be... A housewife, just a- Single parent. Yeah, just different people that come to the class and they want to learn. They want to get a good job in the oil field. And this is their starting place. And it's an excellent starting place.
0: Well, I'm going to back up, remind everyone, because I don't know if I recorded it. Your history with this facility, this is your baby. You created this. I know you have put together a great team. We're going to definitely focus on the team, but you, sir, have done a fantastic job.
1: Well, thank you. We started the program, and I say we, I guess uh, it was my idea just thinking that lease operator is an excellent entry-level position in the oil field because ideally you end up working for the oil and gas company rather than a service company. So I'm gonna say the longevity's better, the opportunities to to do other things within the company's better. Typically the benefits, whether it's retirement or days off, whatever, are gonna be better with the oil company. Now most of the people that come to the class, that's not their interest. Their interest is getting in the oil field, getting a career started with a good paycheck. Make a good living. Make a good living.
0: And uh most have been very successful at that. And this particular course will lead them into what kind of a pay range? We mentioned it last week, but I don't remember what the numbers were. So most companies
1: are going to pay their lease operators by the hour. Entry-level lease operator pay might be 28 to $32 per hour. Yep. Good money. And maybe that equates to 70000 $80,000
0: a year. Which is good for uh, somebody starting. start. Very good. That's right. Entry level. And there's some people that have done it for a career.
1: Exactly right. And it's a good career. And most of the oil companies, you'll find people that enjoy doing this. They may uh, stay as lease operators for 20, 30, 40 years, retire as a lease operator. Others might, might do the job for two years, five years, and... Look at other opportunities
0: within the company. Yeah. The nice thing about getting started in a career is you start to see what other opportunities exist and are exposed to different things and might want to change gears and study something else. Or the company itself might give you the opportunity to advance in a different direction. You just don't know what you don't know. So getting in makes it nice place to grow a career. I couldn't
1: have said it better. And so I just learned something. You don't know what you don't know.
0: That's going to be my phrase. There you go. Hey, you're welcome. I've read it before. (laughs) I mean, I used it from somebody else. It's definitely not mine, but it's the truth. We need to remember that as individuals that you can't know it all. It's all right. Tell me about your facility. The primary uh,
1: program that I oversee is the lease operator training. We have maybe 100, 120 people come through that every year. We have a class roughly over five to six weeks. The uh, other classes we offer here, one of them that's becoming pretty popular is drone training. So we do uh, two one-day drone classes. One is just for people that have never flown a drone to learn how to safely operate one. And the second day is uh, rep. Training for the FAA part 107 remote pilot exam. We've got one of those classes coming up and it
0: will be full. And I'm gonna take that class one day. We'll do a whole podcast just on the drone school. So last week, Kelly allowed me or showed me, actually taught me how to fly a drone. I've always wanted, I've always been interested in it, but I've only watched him. He brought his drone out, then he hands me the controller and I sat there and he gave me very specific instructions. And I actually can take one off. I can land one and I can fly one around in circles. That's just about it. And uh, you made a new friend with some little kid out in the parking lot. Oh, he was precious. He, he was so excited. He wanted to fly that thing. <laughs> he wants to come to drone school. There you go. I told you I'm going to recruit. And we had our uh,
1: our lease operators down on location. And uh, he said, you sent the drone down there. I'm not going to say irritated them, but uh, disrupted the training on location with the drone.
0: When I went down after, they thought I was taking pictures from the drone and I didn't, but it made me think I should have. Yeah. That would be a cool advantage. So I'm going to ask you to send me some pictures. I'm sure you could take a couple at some point when a class is down there. And that would be cool. Different vantage point. Yeah. I have
1: a lot of them on my computer, but I'll take some of this. that work. It doesn't matter. Okay. I'll get some of this class. Yeah, that'd be cool. The class that you were part of. Oh, that is neat. Then we do uh, other training besides that. Two-day introduction to oil and gas training, which wasn't designed this way, but it works out where there's a lot of night personnel and insurance personnel. Oh, understand the industry better. Exactly right. So they want to understand... What they deal with. They want to understand the people that are coming to them for
0: that's smart. And the terminology, just the terminology by itself can be daunting unless you're part of the industry. You just can't put together a story using oil field jargon. And there's there's lots
1: of classes like that throughout the oilfield. field. But again, ours is uh, located here in Lee County in what I call the, the heart of the Permian Basin since uh, Lee County is the largest oil producer in the Permian. If I'm not mistaken, the largest oil producing
0: county in the United States as well. That's what the article I, that I read said, it sure did. i tell you what, I love it out here.
1: One other thing in our current lease operator class, we've got two college students in there that are working on their college degrees part of their required curriculum is to complete this two-week lease operator training program. We also not only have our workforce training, which is short-term training, but we also have one- and two-year degree programs
0: that incorporate this training as well. This lease operator course is unique. There's only one in the country, in the whole United
1: States. So, so that is true up until Point. We have identified another one in Utah, and uh, the uh, instructors from the Utah school have been down here a couple of times for some well control training, and we got a chance to visit with them during their last tour down here. They've got a one-week program. It focuses a lot on um, safety training, where we do the safety training plus a lot of hands-on skills here along with a lot of classroom stuff as well. So there's at least one other program
0: Mm -hmm. in the country, and I'm going to say it's being developed. I spoke with him, a guy from Utah. They have something similar, but yours is a lot more complete as far as a course for doing the job. There's a lot of places that do safety training. There's a lot of places that do little bits and pieces. But the fantastic thing about your program is it's a two-week condensed course that starts somebody from zero, Teaches them the safety, OSHA 10, how to work on the different valves, the different pumps, the different pieces of equipment that they may come in touch with. Not just measure this, look at that, the actual hands-on fixing of a pump or fixing of a valve.
1: Yes, sir. A lot of simple things involved. Again, if you don't know, you
0: don't know. Exactly. And to have a completely trained person an operator has to love that gas company, oil company has to love knowing that that person has at least been exposed to it. Okay. They may do their own training and could provide that training, but it's hard to take a zero person with zero experience or mechanical training to trained. And you do that in a two week course.
1: Yes and no. So we do a lot of training and, When they leave this class, they have the basics and fundamentals. We have had several that have actually gone out, had one day of training with their new company, and then been put on their own. And that's kind of a scary situation (laughs) for us and them as well. So most of them consider this just a head start. So maybe what they learn might be 20% of what they need to know, what they would learn. In their first year or two as a lease operator. They just get a head start here. But it's a great start. It's, it's a great really start. It helps them understand that, number one, this is what the job is. I know what I'm getting into. I know it's outside job. I know it's hands-on. I know I'm going to get dirty, crazy. I know that uh, I'm going to start early and finish late in mm-hmm. days.
0: Welcome to the oil patch. Yes. There are very few clean jobs in the oil field. I've got one, right? Yeah, but you retired from the oil field. Don't short yourself. You put in your dirty, greasy times. Yes, sir.
1: So, Trey, I want to just say thank you for coming to visit us. It's been great having you here. It's been fun. been a lot of fun, and I look forward to
0: uh, watching your podcast. I appreciate it. I'm coming back. I'm going to put together a podcast just on what you're doing here. I think everybody needs to know that. I want to get the word out. People can come in from different places. You don't have to live in Lee County or be from Hobbs. They'll be happy to uh, to teach you. And it's something I think that the industry needs to look a little bit more into. If you want to learn more about the Lace Bumper program,
1: the easiest way to find us is just to Google lease operator training and you'll get a your first hit will be new mexico junior college click on that and it'll take you right to my webpage. beautiful
0: they will do it i'm sure thanks again appreciate it good afternoon welcome to oilfield talk what's your name
2: my name is luann
0: luann what
2: lopez lopez nice to meet you Luann. <laughs> so she helped me out Take three deep breaths. Take three deep breaths. I don't have my dog. I need. How to long right have now. you been in the oil field? I haven't. I just started with Cotera. You said you were a assistant lease operator. operator. Yes. Yeah, so pretty much right now, I'm just shadowing different um, operators that already have experience in the oil field. And week by week, I learn shadow a learn a little bit. Yep. I take a little bit from everybody that I ride and with. Did Cotera send you to this school? Cotera has sent me to this school. For everybody out there, how old are you? If you don't mind me asking I'm thirty six.
0: Okay. Thirty-six year old young lady in a class, never been in the oil field before, completely new. What do you think?
2: I think it's very interesting to I think it is to observe, to see all the vessels that are out there and then figure out how they work. Yes. But as a career for a lady, I mean that's great. As a career, yeah, it's definitely great. The income is well. The only struggle is the bathroom.
0: Okay, fair enough. <laughs> you might have to figure something out in the back of the truck. Yeah, You, you know? have
2: to improvise it. or learn not to drink so much, but at the same time, not dehydrate.
0: No, no, you got to yeah. oh, no, yeah. drink, and you should be going to the bathroom. So yeah, that's all right. We'll solve that problem.
2: Yeah, Yeah, my boss said once I get my designated route, we'll have a solution. That's so right. it's just time, a matter of time until... I learn everything, and they feel confident enough for me to be on my own.
0: After this class, I think you're going to have it.
2: Yeah, the only thing with this class is they emphasize a lot pump jacks, and where I am, we don't have any pump jacks. What do you have? Gas. I mean, we have gas lift. We have plunger lift. We have ESPs and then we're very modern we have instead of a lot of the tank batteries being the traditional Mm-mm. tanks we have surge vessels so they're the horizontal oh, really? I've seen and they're in the like 750 capacity versus the tanks are mm-hmm. like um some are a thousand some are five hundreds and so the difference is we don't have to gauge the surge vessels because they're modern right. you know, they're sealed versus the older tank batteries we do bleach <laughs> it's definitely a variety a lot of learning um just a lot to intake. What did you do before this? Before this, I was a legal assistant. All right. I love it. <laughs> really, that's all I'm nicking for.
0: Just a few minutes. I think this class is amazing. I think that what this school is doing is incredible. I'm going to do everything I can to promote it. Good. And I want to get some feedback from just some of the students because you asked for some pictures. I got to bribe <laughs> you into an audio. And are you still scared to talk?
2: No, I feel better now. It's better. This it the entry. I know. It's always scary. <laughs> I got to warm up like a carburetor.
0: It's always scary <laughs> at first. Everybody's the same way. And I just say, look at me and talk. Okay. Just, we're talking. Yeah. Don't worry about that thing. I'll edit that.
2: Can you can you enhance my voice?
0: I will absolutely enhance your voice. Okay, but yeah, do you the, the, like the Queen of Sheba sound? No, no. Or would no, you no, like the <laughs> um, the Latin goddess? What would you like? Latin goddess. Latin goddess. Yes. Okay, I'll just put you in for the Latin goddess.
2: Yeah, that's good. If you promote this class even more, because I didn't even know this existed. Right. So, if it weren't for Kotera, I wouldn't know.
0: So they sent you here. They
2: sent me here. And yeah. how
0: did you come to uh, apply to them?
2: To them, that was a random uh, radio station that I had been hearing, the wow. commercial advertising, advertising for probably a year. And then every time I'd pass through the Carlsbad office, I'd see their big banner at the Carlsbad office. Same to... thing. And I was like, you know what? Mm? They, let me see what they have. Let me see what this is about. And I did. And I got, went through the process. And here I am. That's Change cool. of life. What
0: kind of dog do you have?
2: I have a 57 Heinz. She's a mutt.
0: I, my, all of my dogs are mutt. Yeah. If I only have one dog at a time. But yeah. I never buy for your breed. I, I mean, yeah. I find the mutt and the the mutt finds us. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, that's and true. We actually lost um, a neighbor backed over our dog, the, the last dog we had, mm-hmm. right? And the kids were like, oh, let's go get this. Let's go get that. I said, no. One, we have to grieve. But two, it'll help. <laughs> we'll and sure enough, about a year later at the same neighbor's house, somebody dropped off. A Dog at two o'clock in the morning or, or around midnight.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Her name is Midnight, then because Mid- she was dropped off at midnight. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: she is our dog, and then there's the perfect fit. Is she a medium, long? She's a little thing, she's yeah, a purebred mutt. Okay, yeah, Middy, mine's a sh- medium, is what I'm that's told. That's good. That's actually the size
0: that I prefer uh-huh. because they can jump up in the truck and they can. Mm.
2: They're more one, independent,
0: yeah. This one I gotta pick up and drop. Oh, it's yeah. a purse dog size. She, no, no, she, <laughs> she's she's a pretty good dog, but um.
2: That's us at the Guadalupe Pass. Beautiful.
0: Goes everywhere with you, huh?
2: Uh She doesn't like the car. Really? But I f- I force her to come with me. Yeah. Except school.
0: Yeah. That so can't come here. She stays home.
2: Thank you. That's I appreciate you. Okay, who's next?
0: Hey, anybody you are. Go tap somebody. Oh, can I get a picture? Yes. All right. What's your name? My name is Johnny Rivera. Johnny Rivera. Can I take a picture, Johnny? Yes, sir. Smile. Alright. What do you think about this class? Well, this class
4: is very really interesting. It's teaching me a lot of things that I didn't know about oil and gas. This class is just giving me more of an idea of where I live around and what I have to experience and all the dangerous stuff that I honestly didn't know. I honestly didn't know the oil and gas involves a lot of H- H2S. Which, oh, yeah. And I didn't know that gas could kill me. So like, I like, these kill n- you fast. Like dead, dead. Yes, sir. Once I realized all these things, it's giving me this... It's opening my eyes to knowing that Different types of things in this world can kill me really fast. Absolutely. Yes, sir.
0: So, what'd you do before this? Uh, I used to do framing, construction. Construction. How old are you? 18. So, 18 years old, not that far out of co- out of high school. Yes, right. Sir. No college. No college. A little construction, said, hey, you know, I'm going to better myself. Yes,
4: sir. And why'd you pick this? Well, I wasn't really getting paid much in construction. I was making at least like 1400 in construction every week, which isn't too bad. I chose this future because I have more insurance. I, my my life's more covered in the oil field than it is in construction. Because I work with my father, we don't have like liability insurance and right. stuff like that. So
0: getting into a field where I'm more safe than we have more, you can set up your retirement stuff, your four hundred one ks, your insurance. Yes, sir. And provide better for family. Yes, sir. Sweet. All right, you looking forward to it? Yes, sir. Do I'm, you have a job yet? I do not. I'm just waiting to get the certificate and apply at Oxy start applying now yes sir all right take it easy thank you thank much you. like i said i just want to get some feedback from y'all to get an idea of you already got your shirt your perception of the class I, I love it i think it's great come on we are recording welcome to Oilfield talk i'm a podcast for the oil field people in the oil field your name is
5: colton weimers what do you do in the oil field a little bit of everything it seems like Work for a company called Riot SCADA and Eversolve Technologies. We're an automation and SCADA company in the Permian Basin. What is that? Automation is a mixture of components and programs and softwares. Having a process automated the way you want to. Uh, So y'all help a company figure out what they need
0: and then do the software?
5: Yes. So let me kind of think about this question here
0: i come from offshore oil and gas okay we have a lot of automation i I was showing the guys this morning a video of what our rig floor does when we're pulling out of the hole right nobody touches a pipe right Right. everything's automated Mm -hmm. you know it's all robotic it's all arms going out grabbing pipe they just sit behind a glass in a cyber chair and push buttons that's it push buttons nice and so we use plenty of automation I was just wondering, are you bringing stuff
5: like that? Yeah, so we're doing—we're taking the human element out of the process. In the automation in, in oil and gas, especially on onshore stuff, we take the human element out of a process. We still rely on boots on the ground, people there, not necessarily like offshore, but onshore we we take the human element out, turning pumps on and off over a tank level or a psi. Mm-hmm. We really focus on that and letting the operators do more with less you don't have to worry about staying here on location or staying at a well and babysitting it this lets you go do a lot more things time management land-based is all new to
0: me and i'm i'm enjoying learning something new right when i ask uh what is it it's because i don't have a clue and i've enjoyed my time here at the campus they've been very informative and very helpful with terminology and technology and things that Frankly, I've just never seen before, except driving down the interstate and see a a rocker out there doing its job. I I think, hey, that's great.
5: All I know is it's doing something. I have no idea what and I have no idea how it works. I think it came from a movie of if it's going up and down, means times are good. There you go. Exactly. (laughs) Times are all right. No, Kelly does a great job here. He brings in a lot of experts on this New Mexico Junior College class. And you came in this morning and did a class. Yes, sir. Gave an hour-long presentation, had the students ask some questions, go over basic automation and SCADA. Good. And what they can expect um, jumping into their roles. I didn't go too down too many rabbit holes. Mm-hmm. I just confuse them. But it's just what to expect. And let me see out there. Miss
0: Monica invited me out. You really don't tell Monica no. Correct. I mean, it's okay. I mean, it's just understood. Anybody that's met her, the answer is yes. You say yes. That's right. You're gonna make it happen. It's all for good. Mm-hmm. She is such a help. She asked me to come out because she was having this class. I want to introduce you to this person. I want to do introduce... so I made the trip. So happy that I did. They have a wonderful program here. I've never seen this class. We don't have this type of, you know, class offshore.
5: That's, is there not anywhere that has anything like this for offshore stuff, like to what you're jumping into? Well, yes. I mean, we have schools, but it's not what they're teaching
0: here. But this particular class is for maintaining these batteries and these these wells. We don't do that. You know, we drill a well and then we leave and somebody else, you know, Chevron, Exxon, BP, whoever, they do all the final, you know, production side. Right. That's a different animal i don't know anything about okay so i'm on the drilling contractor side right you you drill a hole bp hires me us we drill a hole wherever they put the x and do whatever they want us to do and then when it's all over with we drive away and somebody else comes in and hooks up a big old hose pipe to it and they start making a bunch of money we don't do that but here you know it's a whole different world but my point was new mexico junior college is putting on a heck of a program Great people, students. I'm going to interview some of them here in just a few minutes. Uh, yourself, bringing in experts to help teach and help impart some of that knowledge to these, you know, some of them young, new to the field. I think it's great. Y'all are doing a good job.
5: Thank you. We appreciate it. We've had good feedback. We had a, a meeting last year and brought in some of the big names around here, some of the big companies, and asked them, we're doing this for y'all. What do you want us to teach them? Right. do you want to see from them? Got great feedback from all of them. Kelly's done a great job, and the upper management's done a great job of kind of tuning it that course to what they're wanting. Sweet. I know that a lot of these big guys that have in house skating operations and automation crews. Let me kind of tune it a little bit to what y'all expect from these guys to, to know about it. Good deal. How long have you been in the wall field? Been in the wall field about 10 years now. Always automation, not always automation. Came in at on the chemical level on the chemical side. Okay, so a great man, no longer with us, uh, took a shot on me, fresh out of college, and went in the chemical side and did some deliveries and truck treating and service teching. Got to know the ins and out of a battery, a facility, wells. So, what's your degree in business management? Hey, there you go. So, not kind of really what I. What well, I wanted there, but <laughs> no, went in there and that was great. Then I had another opportunity with this pre- with this company right now on Eversolve Technologies and Riot SCADA. And he's given me a shot at this and just put it all together. See where it goes. Yeah, and, and see where it takes. I had no idea on the chemical side that you can view tank levels and do everything like that mm-hmm. with a SCADA system. Mm-hmm. I was told starting off, if we can do it, you can learn it. Sure enough, I've been able to take it up and present to a class and <laughs> and talk to people about it. And get some sales from it so it's been it's been fun that's great really cool that what we're doing here and we're just now starting to get into the ai portion of it oh nice so not just the automation and the skater so hal actually talks to you that right every morning good morning i believe that's in the future have kind of like an alexa that no we're we're taking it in a different way on the ai side we call it automated engineer
0: i had to cut that a little bit short because That was 30 minutes with Colton, and we talked for almost another hour. So I'm gonna create a whole new episode just on Colton. Stay tuned. All right, we're recording. Uh, I was walking out the door, and this gentleman stopped me and said, Can I interview? I said, Well, yeah, come on.
3: (laughs) What's your name? My name is Air Esparza. Sergin? My name is Yair Esparza. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I understood it correctly. Yes, sir. What do you think? Well, this class is, is very informative because I used to take online classes because okay. I'm a college student here at the JC. I don't feel as lost because what the material my professor covered over there, <laughs> it was like the same here. Here is more descriptive. I have I am more informed that I'm not as lost when I go to a location because yes. you know how we practice and stuff, and I feel confident. You know, that's the hands-on where that's the, in the classroom, it's practical and
0: it's classroom, but it's not. But it's not, this. it's not, the it's same. not the same to me. The best way to learn is hands-on. Hands on.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Uh, hands-on is way better because you actually know what you're doing. So when you're actually in the location, you're uh, ready to go. You're familiar. You're more familiar. So what are you taking, uh, at the college? So I did that last semester and we did classes, uh, related to this, like mm-hmm. geology some computer classes for the automation and the we did introduction to oil and gas good and then advancing as well so where do you want to go with it what do you want to do well this is part of my degree but i'm trying to go for energy technician it's like i want to step it up yeah yeah best of luck thank you take it easy appreciate it you bet
0: okay all righty good morning miss monica good morning Tell me about your class that you're putting on here this week.
6: Okay, so this is a lease operator. I do an OSHA 10, and that's a 10 hour class plus a one hour H2S awareness course for lease operators.
0: And everybody out here has to have the H2S course, is that right?
6: Yes, out in the oil field, ANSI um, Z390.1 as of 2006 and has changed 2017, of Mm -hmm. course, um, have to have an awareness of what type of chemical, or of course we have the right to know since 1986, but one of our main hazards is H2S. So if you go out in the field, you definitely need, we are in a sour gas field. What that means is in this area, Permian Basin, Southeastern Domestico, you have four parts per million and more. So we have sour gas fields
0: here. Yes, sir. And if you're not wearing a monitor, you wouldn't know about it.
6: Yes. And our concentrations are very high concentration fields. And so we definitely need to be aware of that. Our monitors go up at, they peg out at 25 parts per million. So we also have fixed monitoring systems that our oil companies provide for employers or employees as well, or the employer also provides to protect the employee. Yes.
0: Good deal. Y'all have a wonderful program. That y'all put on here and I, I want to thank you for inviting me out to check it out because I would have never known about it I've been most welcomed by everybody from the students all the way up to Kelly who I just finished interviewing interviewed Don and I'm interviewing you now just I'm gonna do one about the school I wanted to get anything you'd like to tell us about the course that I could maybe, I should, put into the podcast. I'll, I will do my best.
6: I'm very fond of New Mexico Junior College. I have a history with New Mexico Junior College. Um, I started out here when I was 18 years old. Um, first semester, second semester out here, I got a call. I was actually a desk assistant for uh, activity center here, Castro Activity, and my the call was my father had broke his neck. Right. When I went to quit school, the department chair says, do not, and he put me to work here. I retired from the Metzschool junior college, taught here seventeen years as a part time adjunct. I taught aerobics, Pilates, you name it, I taught it. I'm fond of. And when the opportunity came with me teaching as a contract with the lease operators, I loved it. And I just feel at home here. Yeah, I do the the
0: Y'all create that atmosphere. You really do. For an outsider like myself, not a local, I have truly been welcomed like family.
6: And with our lease operators, we do that from the moment they come in. I can tell. Yes. And we have, as you've seen the class, we have from the very experienced 20 years operator, uh, CDO driver. We have people that have no awareness of the oil field. They're new, fresh out of high school, Jill, the gentleman, he's a farmer, 60-year-old, never been out there, wants to be out there. Um, And so we take them and we show them the basics about oil and gas industry. What there may or could encounter. And we provide a resource, whether it be the safety or in the process, like with Don, he gives it amazing aspect. He's been in the industry or the technical, which what Kelly, you know, as a petroleum engineer provides. And that's what makes this course so successful is we all work as a team and we actually share notes with one another. How can we help? Y'all work
0: so well together. I mean, I've, I've seen the the transition, the handoff, if you will, between Kelly and yourself for yourself and Don and field time versus classroom time. I was talking to Kelly a minute ago. The plan right now that I see in my mind is I'm gonna do a full hour long podcast just about the school and the classes provided. I also put the mics on Don when he went down to the field mm-hmm. with the students and then I left. And I left him all mic'd up for hours, like three hours or whatever, four hours. It was a long time. I'm going to take that and I'm going to make a special bonus. If you want to hear what the course sounds like be in the field, they'll be able to listen to it. So I'm going to be promoting the school and the course. Maybe you'll get some students out of it.
6: Oh, yes. We have a, a very successful program. We do. And every month, you know, if you can talk to Kelly, he's already enlisting people for the next month. Mm-hmm. And then next month's class is at the end of the month. We are even started the month yet. And he's already has halfway full. Right. And so that's why um, we really push to encourage people to come, because not only because of the class itself, its content, but the people. Kelly and Don make this class so successful. It's the instructor. You can have the same material. You can present it over and over again. And it's just like an OSHA 10. Well, I do an OSHA 10. We all do an OSHA 10. (laughs) Right. Right. But it's what you put in into the class that you get out.
0: And I've seen all three of you in the classroom environment instructing. Mm -hmm. You maintain that focus of everybody's attention. You know how to teach dynamically. Mm -hmm. If you know what I mean, it's not the PowerPoint Boring, boring. I can read a line. I can read a line. I can read a line. We've all sat through those classes and here it's more personal and passionate. Yeah. Y'all provide that in the instruction and students obviously can read that. Yeah. When you know the instructor's passionate about the subject matter, you know, yeah. you want to pay attention to that class and that instructor because they're putting their all into it versus the PowerPoint presentation from L. That just it kills every one of us. Slide, slide, slide. So keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. I said that I wanna I wanna take this course. <laughs> I know, I know, but I also want to take this course before Kelly leaves, which means soon, because it sounds like he's trying to retire again. Yeah. Unfortunately, I might have to, you know, hurry myself up.
6: Yes. I and to add to that, it's when all of us put our experience into the class. And so there is passion in what we teach and experience. And another thing that we do is we ensure that each student processes and takes it home. And that's what makes a good instructor.
0: A good adult instructor. That is a different level of teaching. Yeah. When you're teaching adults versus children, it requires a a dynamic of different ways to teach the same subject matter. And a person who truly knows the subject matter can teach it from a a novice that it knows nothing and can teach it on an ABC level or somebody that's been in the industry and you can teach it at a mid level or an engineer comes in and you should be able to teach it at, at a higher level and y'all all do that. Yeah. And, you, man, everybody says has got more degrees than anybody on this campus. So, I mean, you definitely know your material and everybody gives you kudos and credits for all of that. But they all love your passion. <laughs>
6: because that passion drives me to learn more because I can't stop learning because people res- I'm responsible for what I teach in class. So I can't stop. I need to look for something else to enhance my knowledge, to share with you. So I can't say I know it all. No. I don't. So you're co- I'm constantly in class as a student. <laughs> so as a student, I'm learning. Have you heard about this? Well, oh, I didn't know about that. And
0: Reading the up. papers. Yes. Or going to the conferences. Yes. You're the ambassador of this program, <laughs> right? You've been uh, titled with the ambassador, yeah. right? Yeah. But also, you're on the world Safety organization on the board of that. Yes. You're on the, I don't know, what was it? Ambassador Mexico? (laughs)
6: Mexican Consulate. I'm actually a community leader for the Mexican Consulate and have been uh, 16 years now. And what I do is I facilitate the Mexican Consulate to come in to my community. And so it's very interesting to watch to see the Mexican government come into, which is the United States, And so we don't have a consulate nearby here. Our nearest consulate is we have Lubbock and we have Dallas and we have El Paso. And so this facilitates people that when they come in, hey, I need a document to turn into Homeland. Uh, With the Mexican consulate, we also invite Homeland Security. We also invite um, any type of agency like WIC or um, any type of agency that can provide some information, OSHA, anything that we can guide these people that are not from our country Mm -hmm. to better their lives. But the coolest thing is the way I started helping them is I wanted to know that my neighbor was legally here. Right. And I didn't know how to do that because they're here, but are they legally here? Right. And so I was very leery about my atmosphere and who was and who wasn't. And by facilitating them, the Mexican government actually gives me background information about who's here, <laughs> who's why they're here, where they're coming from, because they come on visas. They're in a uh, tourist visa. right? And they're not allowed a tourist visa if they're not given uh, information about their um, morality or criminal background. Right. So that helps facilitate my community. And it's it's I like to help people.
0: And it makes your
4: community safer.
6: It makes my community safer. It does. And, um, you know, my dad's from Mexico. So he came here when he was 16. So a part of me is Mexican. So that's why and we're 60%. You can see in our community. It oh, definitely. <laughs> Hispanic here. We're Mexican. Um, we have all kinds of different titles for. So I like to help with that. So that's a community leader. And when anything I can help with, I help. Because to me, I won't be my time. I don't like to waste time. Mm-hmm. I'm investing my time. Mm-hmm. And when I'm gone, I want my children to be able to see that my mother didn't waste her time. She helped the community, society, and she always tried to make good in anything she did. And that's my whole point.
0: You do. You You do, and it is well-recognized. I get to talk to the people that you work with and work around, and they tell me all the stories that you don't want to hear, because, (laughs) you know, you're gonna start blushing, and, well, it's not me, it's not me, it's not me. It is, it's you, but it's good. I've already told you how much I appreciate your support for myself and the podcast, but you do that. And so much more for your community and for your students and for your clients. Yeah. You are appreciated. I want to make sure you know that that's from the outside looking in, you know, it's easy to put up a, a persona. It's easy to, you know, make everybody see what you want to see, but lady, you got the heart of a lion. I want to thank you. Thank
6: you so much. I thank you. Thank you. It means a lot because I tell people that I, I put my heart into everything I do. And every minute of the day, I, I put my heart into it. And if I'm in front of a class, I could teach the same class for one or 30, but my heart's in it. And it doesn't matter what anybody does in life. If you're not putting your heart into it, then you need to figure something else to do with your life. Because guess what? It's it's killing you. Because yeah. every part of your heart is what builds you and makes you who you are today and tomorrow. And so you need to invest your time in something that makes you complete, and your heart is pumped. You need to have
0: it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm enjoying my time out here. I can't wait to come back. Unfortunately, I'm going to be heading out today, probably this afternoon. Talk more about that offline. I'm going to just say thank you, and I'm going to end this part of the interview because we have another interview to do. So we're just kind of stop, and then I'll cut here, and I'll. Splice there. And do you want to do any kind of a podcast? So, do you want to do guess what, ladies and gentlemen? I have my first sister (laughs) for oil field talk. (laughs) So, we were talking the other day, and she said, Oh, you you need to do in Spanish, you need to do, you know, because we have so many uh, Hispanics who work out here. And I said, Okay, I'll get it translated. And she's like, No that doesn't work. We speak Spanglish. <laughs> do. I said, okay, tag, you're it. You have your own podcast now. And I want you to know, I'm actually giving you some recording equipment. So this is the um, microphones that we did the other day. These are the little lapel mics. So it's really small. You just you turn it on. We'll show you how it works. Turn it on, clip it, And give it to the other guy and boom you're recording it's that fast and that easy right tree oh my god you're gonna be
6: recording before you know it i i hope to do this justice i think that it was it'd be really good in the oil field mexico you know because it would be something that would give that group of people a voice give
0: me a translation what are we doing here some Somebody might be listening.
6: Buenas tardes a todos. mire esta tarde vamos a hablar de lo que es el aceite. Y en esta industria es algo que se encuentra de todos lados. Y espero, como su servidora, Mónica Cervantes, ayudarles a ayudarles con parte con Trey aquí, compartirle información de la industria petrolera en Oilfield Talk Radio, México.
0: I'm excited to have Miss Monica on board, the Oilfield Talk family. Hope everybody will tune in to her podcast, Oilfield Talk Radio. MX Espanol.
7: Well, what's your name? Well, my, my
0: name is Miquelis, but I go by Maine. To Danny. A lot easier Yeah, <laughs> everyone. Yeah, we chatted out at the, I call it fireground, but it's not. It's the, the battery. The little battery. Yeah, we had a good little conversation. It's kind of the same question. Where you come from? What do you do? You know, what do you think? Where do you want to go? Currently, I live in Andrews, Texas with my parents. Oh, and you just there?
7: Yeah. Yeah, I was yes. Yeah, my whole family is in that area. We've been in the whole, like, Carlsbad, Hobbs, Andrews area for generations. I don't even know how long records get lost. <laughs> but um, I'm 26. The last close to oil field experience I had was the company I worked for, they built the little plastics for the wasteland pits and everything. The main company in South Dakota built those plastics. They sent us the material to us. And these oil field companies would so the Oxy, they're like, hey, we're gonna build a new uh, drilling rig site. We need a water pad. Build it, three hundred feet long, one hundred fifty feet wide, and that's what we did. Is we built them. All right. So, uh, but I've done a little thing from like doing little X-ray testing on the on the um, tubing. I did uh, some roustabout work for my uncle's business and just a little bit there and there on everything. A little bit. So what brought you to the junior college? My main thing oh, is, uh, yeah, good. So. I have a cousin that works for, for one of the companies. And he told me about the class and my main reason for wanting to take the classes. I see how well off he is. He does a lot for his family. I'm 26 right now. And for when that time comes, I like to be able to be like that, be able to afford my own home, you know, vehicles, support my family through and through, you know, I think it's time to Uh, you know, it's not too
0: early to or too late to start thinking about that stuff. It's not. And I'm gonna be honest with you. I did the same thing. I didn't want to start a family until I had a career or at least some skills. Right. So, I mean, I went and got my paramedic, did my stuff in my twenties, met a beautiful girl and married her in my thirties. You know what I mean? So I didn't start raising a family till my thirties. Now all my kids are wrapping up I got two of them out of college. I got a senior in high school. I'll have her out shortly. And then it's just me, myself, and I. And I'm going to drive around and record people. Yeah. What do you think? Definitely fun meeting a bunch of like different people
7: out and about. and yeah, you know, I love it. I love it. That's probably the like, cool thing about it is you meet a lot of different faces, a lot of different stories, and everyone's inspiration, I think, is what's important. You know what?
0: And that's one of the big things here is I want the oil field to support itself. You know, and I want us to support all the industry. Hear the good, happy stories. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Have a listen to the podcast. Have a seat. All right. Name, rank, serial number. My name is Brayden Maxwell. Brayden Maxwell. Okay. Nice
4: to meet you, Brayden. Nice to meet you too. I'm from Big Spring, Texas. I have absolutely no experience in the oil and gas industry. Didn't know anybody from it. My family wasn't in it. Absolutely. Mine's the same. None. Yeah. Uh, Over Christmas, my grandpa was telling me I work a lot of hours in my current job just to make. What do you do? I I work at Domino's. I mean, I love my job. I really do. Like, I love all the people there. I love just everything about it. It's one of my my first real job. Right. I mean, just I know the ins and outs of everything. And I really do like that job. But um, due to my management position, I have to be there a lot in order to keep the place running. And so, I was talking to my grandpa and he mentioned this class. One of his friends told him about it, figured I'd come by and check it out because my job does not have a lot of longevity to it. Nope. But a career like this, I could actually learn a skill, learn to
0: move up, take it up the ladder, you know. Exactly. My advice to that is never stop learning. You know, take this class anytime, anywhere there's another class. Take it, take it, learn, learn, learn. How old are you? I'm 18 years old. 18. All right. Well, you got a long time ahead of you. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I sure hope so. What do you think about the class itself? Oh, I mean, I think, I
4: think it's just wonderful. Like, uh, I've learned so much in the last few days. Like
0: They are such a wealth of knowledge. Yeah. They truly love to teach. You can just tell. Yeah. You haven't been in as many classes as I have, but adult education is challenging. A lot of schools, you just get the teacher droning on, you know, reading the PowerPoint and, and just doesn't care. And that's not the way it is here. They, they're very passionate about their their class and their students. And I want to say y'all are doing a great job as students, too, because I don't see a lot of distractions. I don't see a lot of people playing on their phones or just ignoring what's being taught. Everybody seems to be you know, focused. So, yeah, hey, you put the effort in, you put in the time to study, it'll pay off. I sure hope so. Take it easy. Congratulations. Thank you. And do you have any more of those stickers? I do have a few more stickers. Anybody else need stickers? it will work. All right. Yeah. Thank you. You're- Saffrey did it. Last one, no problem. I just wanted to do a closing message. Anyone out there that's interested, please feel free to reach out. Mr. Kelly Tooker is more than happy to answer any questions you might have. The many years Mr. Tooker has as a petroleum engineer in the field and in the industry, the experience he brings with him as the director of oil and gas technology is just amazing. He is so full of knowledge and has put together such a great program. I hope anybody that's interested in getting into the oil field might consider these courses and his program. If you'd please do us a favor, share the episode with your friends on social media, follow the page, follow the podcast on any of the podcast apps, rate the show, give us some stars, write us some comments. This really helps to promote the show and boost the ratings where it is ranked within podcast world. I don't know all the details, but i appreciate your help. Until next time, have a great week from Oilfield Talk. Nomad Mobile Productions is a broadcasting and media production company that produces podcasts and provides a mobile podcast studio complete with audio and video recording equipment. We also offer post-production processing, editing, marketing, and publication for podcasts. Our mobile production studio will come to you. Visit our webpage, nomadmobileproductions.com, or our Facebook,